Hi, I'm Rachel Dillon. And I'm Marcus Dillon. And this podcast is Who's Really the Boss, where we highlight the joys and challenges of running a business with your spouse or family. Our mission is to strengthen families and businesses by helping listeners avoid the mistakes we have made so they can lead and live happily ever after. All right. Welcome back to Who's Really the Boss podcast. Hey, thanks for having me back on your podcast. Awesome. I'll say it's because you bought me lunch and Sonic uh, in agreement to come to the office to record. So, Well, great. Yeah. Um, and you, you know, you totally gave away free advertising for someone that's not sponsoring us yet, but we sponsored them a lot. So, uh, yeah, Sonic, if you're out there listening, uh, would love some free Route 44 sent our way. That would be awesome. Guaranteed so. the Dillons are the your best customers for Sonic. So, So you probably don't want to give them anything for free. Yeah. So let's get back to it. We promised our listeners uh, on the first episode, if you listen to our intro, if you made it through, um, you know that we are starting a new series called So You Want to Hire Your Spouse. And um, we have actually, as our first two episodes, a two-parter and going into things to consider before hiring a spouse. And just wanted to let everybody know that the reason that we know things to consider are probably because these are things we did not consider um, before deciding to work together. So um, I think that we tend to learn things the hard way and have now found it to be our calling to show people a better way of doing things. Sure. Uh, I think we like to, or I like to call things experiments. And that gives us an easy out or me an easy out if the experiment doesn't go as planned. Experiments with family members, uh, hiring decisions around spouses, siblings, parents, those are not easy experiments to unwind if they don't go right. So, um, yeah, it'll be a great conversation. I don't think anybody listened. Hopefully they did not listen to the first podcast. So hopefully (laughs) this is where they're starting. This is their journey with uh, us, uh, Marcus and Rachel Dillon. Awesome. And so, uh, Marcus, why don't you start with, first of all, what did we consider when we decided to work together? I think this will be pretty a brief answer, um, but go ahead and share. What did we consider before I started working uh, at Dillon CPAs? Uh, there were pain points that existed in our business at that time, really finding someone that could be present, show up daily, do some administrative work. Other than that, we just knew we had a need. Um, and we knew that the business was somewhat stable at that time to allow for your jumping off point, your retirement from teaching. And, um, yeah, it, it, it was definitely, uh, not much consideration going into it. That should have been. Yeah. So pretty funny that I had wanted to potentially leave teaching for a while until it came to the last year that I actually taught. Um, I had received teacher of the year at my school the previous year and then was um, honored to have student teachers in my class my whole last year. So I had a lot of help and was in a really, really good place with my teaching career, Um, was doing great things, loving the kids. And then Marcus said, hey, 
if you ever, if you ever were going to leave teaching, I need somebody at the office now. So I, that, that was really the considerations was there was a need and I was a body to fill it. So. And from a family perspective, the, our daughters were kind of through this program that was offered at your school and entering into kindergarten. And so daycare really wasn't an issue any longer for us in that consideration. So it was, it was right, um, from that family perspective. And that's something that we can touch on here in a bit as well about family needs. So, um, but yeah, to answer your question again, I don't think much was considered or less was considered. Now that right. we know. <laughs> All right. Well, then let's jump into a better way. So okay. if someone is wanting to hire um, a spouse or thinking through that, that might be a great option for them. Um, the first thing that should be considered is definitely the need that you're trying to fill. And so this is something that we've been working on at Dillon CPAs actually here 10 years after the fact of getting started um, of what what are the positions uh, within the firm? And so, Marcus, you want to talk a little bit about what we've been doing this year, what we should have done prior to me starting with Dillon CPAs and really prior to probably most of the team members starting at Dillon CPAs? I think most businesses can't come out of the gate with roles and responsibilities and what success looks like scorecards, which is what we're doing now. And so um, you you just have to start a lot of times with business and start with what you've got, um, even with some team members or employees that you're able to attract or bring with you. So what we're doing now is a result of growth and evolution of the business and firming up documentation, what success looks like, what do roles look like, what are responsibilities in that roles. When you start a business, you, I don't think that you can do that unless you have some capital, you have partners that are joining that business that are starting it with you. Some founders that are uniquely qualified for certain aspects that you don't have to go out and hire for immediately. But as any business owner that starts, you kind of have to do a lot of it yourself, give away things that, that you probably don't enjoy doing or don't enjoy doing well um, as you grow, because there, there's just not enough time in the day. Um, so, so I think you brought up two good points. Um, the first being we're talking about people from all different business backgrounds. So maybe someone starting from the ground up, maybe someone who inherited, um, a business that's already fully functional and has positions, maybe a position that is being vacated by somebody else, um, or a position that's being created. So two different things to consider there. And then the other one was um, evolution. So you mentioned evolution. And I think for sure that roles and responsibilities within an organization are, that's like a living document because they're constantly evolving based on the team members' unique qualities, talents um, that they're able to bring to that position, to the whole team, what they do best, what they do well. And then as needs of the business change, then they're position may change and then roles and responsibilities need to follow to align. Sure. Yeah. So once the role is defined, um, what would you the say need is, is defined, next? Right? The, the need is the need is defined. Um, 
I do think that there needs to be a little bit of thought, especially since if you're listening to this podcast, you're ahead of the game from where we were eight years ago before I started. Um, you're, you're already pre-planning, uh, which is huge. So, um, yeah, so the need, the need is there. Um, you put a little bit of definition around what that need is, um, something in writing, hopefully. And then what would you say is next? It really, uh, and I think you got offended when I said this, uh, <laughs> what other options exist? So I a hundred percent got offended when, <laughs> because you were, you were very clear and quick to respond on the first thing when, what to consider when hiring your spouse is what other options are available. <laughs> sure. Uh, not eating those words yet at this point, but what other options exist? And we, we talk through this planning with clients a lot too, uh, when they're looking at bringing on any new team member, whether they're related or not. Um, so you would just be applying that same logic whenever you're thinking that a spouse will fit. So what other options exist from an admin perspective? Uh, can you outsource? Maybe it's your bookkeeping or your payroll or your accounting. We know a lot about that. And so um, that's a place that options exist with other service providers. From an admin perspective, how much can be done with a virtual assistant? Um, how much can be done with technology? And so I think those are key areas to think through before you as a family go further into this business and have to plan not only one exit, but two or or more whenever that time has come. And so um, I think that that's really important. What other options exist? Yeah. And so um, one of the reasons or one, yeah, one of the reasons that we found what other options exist, I think what we've seen with us, with our clients, it's easy to give to a spouse because there's a level of trust that doesn't exist likely with any other person. Um, and so you're able to hand off things that maybe you wouldn't give to someone that you don't know, especially maybe not someone brand new off the street that you really don't know if they weren't a friend or, you know, a close referral that you've hired. Um, but the other thing that we found is when you do that, if you want to be out with your spouse, vacations, holidays, um, illness, whatever may come up. Now you've got two positions that there's no one to do that. So, um, unless you're <laughs> really wanting to go, uh, on vacation alone without your spouse and leave them behind, um, you can't really just give them exactly what you are taking care of at the time. Yeah. A great example of that was, uh, we have a friend who's a, a firm owner similar to us. His wife did not work in the business and he was becoming overwhelmed with email and he gave the role of sorting his email and doing response to his wife, which is great. Um, and you can easily hand that off to other people. There's whole industries that exist with virtual assistants and email and things like that. And so, um, listen to what he did and said that that's great temporarily. And where do you go? How do you get her out of that role very quickly? And so just because when you're on vacation, those emails still come in. And if you're on vacation with your spouse or as a family, 
that's probably not the best. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anything else on, um, need that's trying to be filled or, um, other, other options that exist other than hiring your spouse? Do you have any other recommendations of, I know you mentioned virtual assistant, um, and really just being conscious of what aspects of the job that you are thinking of delegating to your spouse? After, after you really define what needs have to be met, just like you would do with anything, do you go to market? Do you go look at leaders in that space? Who are, who is the best administrative assistant? Who is the best company that can provide those services? Who's the best bookkeeper? Who's the best payroll company? Is your spouse better than one of those options? And so I think that's, that's the other piece are you setting your, your spouse or this family member up for failure from day one because they're not uniquely qualified for your need? And so I think that's probably another talking point that we looked at and, and is looked at when it's you're interviewing for any other position and we give our spouse, they can do it, they can do it well, or at least that's what I always say. Um, so you give a lot of grace and expect them to succeed. And maybe that's not their calling. Maybe that's not how they are wired. Um, so that's something to think through the unique qualifications and gifts that that person already has and how that looks in that role. Yeah. And so I would say that would be, you know, kind of after you've decided on the need that needs to be filled, your spouse's unique um, qualities, talents, interests, do they align with the need that's there. Um, some things that we have learned is it's, you have to be cautious. If you have a spouse who is a people pleaser, um, or very high achiever, they may be able to do any job very well. And in the beginning, be able to do that job at a very high level. However, you run the risk of burnout or conflict just because that doesn't necessarily align with what they've been called to do or what they've uniquely been created um, to provide. Yeah, I think based on experience alone, you've, you've done well in everything that um, kind of you've <laughs> taken on over the years. And you really have to listen to those pain points where you're stretching that other person and it really is not fun anymore. And, um, you know, there were certain aspects of our business that you did not enjoy. And, um, those are the ones that we had to take off for the sake of the business, for the sake of our marriage and the, our relationship and people around us too, because, um, it was never intended for you to exit your responsibilities at school and come into something more stressful. And so I think over seasons of the business that has definitely occurred, um, what, what maybe looks easy now, because we've continued to shape what your role looks like and what you enjoy, people forget all the hard work that went into figuring out where your time is best spent. And so, um, your role now fits you very well and and you you love people you love taking care of the team and clients you're kind of that 
front end on hiring uh, for other others responsibilities. And then with that, so anything else to add, like given your journey through the business, how did you really learn what was not fun, but what you were excelling at? How did you learn that? And what conversations did we have to have over probably too long of a period of time before you actually rolled out of some of those responsibilities? Well, I think initially for sure, the communication there was definitely a breakdown. I was trying to be passive in showing my frustration or my stress level on certain roles and responsibilities, really the ones that tied me to the office where I felt like if I missed a day of work, whether that be remote or physically present in an office, um, that was way more responsibility than I signed on for in the beginning. So when I first came to work at Dillon CPAs, I was coming to a job where it would be okay if I needed to miss a day to do something with the girls or miss a day to go um, to see another family member or something like that or leave early. Uh, and we got to a place where I was working on a tax um, task and it was something during tax season, like I could not be away for more than like an hour at a time during the day, or things would just start to back up. And of course, didn't want things to pile up because of me. And um, so really just talking through what that looked like. And then I think going, like we like to learn things the hard way. And so going through that and not, not paying attention until it was where, you know, we had an opportunity maybe to go out of town and I was like, there's just no way I can't do it. I have tax returns to file. And so anyway, so then we created a better way and better check-ins, better uh, communication. And so we do, uh, we do weekly check-ins with our team. Uh, Marcus and I do, we, you know, we, we do weekly check-ins way more often because we, we get to talk, but I think we're just a lot more um, clear with each other now on exactly what is working and what isn't working and then working together to find a solution on does this still need to be my responsibility and if not who could do it or how could it get done a different way sure and and the other thing to bring up there is uh we have more team members fortunately we have more team members even when you were in the weeds filing kind of i just think back to some of those times and we would work in the office like family requirements would call us home to deal with kids and that's not the right thing to say we had to deal with them um and then once they went to bed we would then go into our home office and i would continue review of tax returns you would be that second leg and you would push out tax returns and file tax returns and be that other side of it responding to clients the whole time um, my God, what a nasty, nasty life that was. And I think of all the late nights that were spent there in that season in that office and just how things have changed now. Um, but it wasn't just my time that you were taking on. It was all other team members. So it was not just direct communication with me. It was direct communication with others on the team. And you felt that you could not like, you couldn't turn it off because you didn't want to let this employee down or this team member because they were waiting on a response from you. And then the same other thing, clients, clients are waiting on a response from you. 
other partners that maybe we have outside of those uh, relationships, clients and team members. And so it does become very overwhelming. And that was what we ne that we never intended that um, from the very beginning. So it was uh, a slow process probably to admit that we were wrong. And then how do you, how do you get to where you want to be? And ultimately I think your role had to be re replaced by two or three different people to actually get it to clearly defined roles and objectives and what success looked like. And just looking at what was the right balance for one person to take on. So yeah. once I had done that, then it was easy to say, oh no, one person should not be responsible um, for all of these tasks. This can easily be divided. Um, and, and here's, you know, here's the division and here's what each person should do. Um, one positive, because we are talking about, so you want to hire your spouse. So one positive of that, that you mentioned was we were still together. So while we were working way too many hours, um, embarrassing to admit how many hours we were working, we were together, we were speaking to each other. So better doing that rather than maybe you doing that alone um, without <laughs> without your spouse. We would have just not seen you. Uh, so it wouldn't have provided any more time for us as a couple or for us as a family. It would have just been, uh, you, you wouldn't have been there. So it, correct. Uh, based on previous experiences and previous roles that I've had with other offices, other seasons in our business, that may be the case. I think the other thing to consider before hiring your spouse is just the change in relationship like as a whole, because um, conversations, once you do take that step, usually tend to go back towards business or office or, hey, did you follow up on this? Like just be, or maybe that's just us, maybe that's how <laughs> I'm wired, um, but it's, it's hard to turn off. So that's another thing to definitely consider before making that hiring decision is the relationship definitely changes. When yeah. you taught, um, I think you had other relationships outside of our business, obviously you were already connected to our business and had relationships here. And, but you had a buffer, you had this other group of people that you were doing life with. I had the office here and those two would come together and overlap a little bit, but it wasn't complete eclipse overlap, um, to where your life was now my life, um, in the business. And so that's definitely a big thing to think through. What is, is the relationship healthy enough to, um, make it through that. And just because we spend a lot of time together, that may not be what's right for all couples, uh, or all families. And so, um, I think we're, we're unique, but as we talk to others there, it's 50, 50, like I'd love to work with my spouse. How do you, that's so fun. How do y'all get to do that? And then the other side is quickly, I could never work with my spouse. Oh my God, that would be awful. Shoot me now. And, um, I, I think that's the other thing to consider. Like if you, if you're already having some conflict in the relationship, it probably is not the best, uh, to go further in that. Um, yeah. And I think there's no boundaries. Yeah, on, I think on part two, we'll touch on that um, a lot more. So our last thing to consider for part one would be really just your spouse's intentions. What are their, um, what do they want to contribute to the business? 
I know when I started with Dillon CPAs, I wanted to contribute um, the administrative function of answering phones and making copies, something very easy, um, little, what I thought actually was little responsibility on my part. However, I quickly found out that that was a very uh, integral function of the business and that nothing else could happen until that first person um, was there. But also it was one that could be shared responsibility. So when I started, I started as part-time and then we had uh, a second half of me who came um, in the afternoon and did what I did in the morning, they did it in the afternoon. And so really knowing when I first started with Dillon CPAs, I had no idea that I would be helping make any decisions within the business. I had no idea I would be helping lead our team, um, but it was just something I had never experienced and didn't know at the time. I love what I do and what I'm able to contribute now, uh, but I think somebody may have, somebody's spouse may have that desire to help lead from the get-go. And I think that just needs to be talked about from the beginning. Yeah. Um, so I think you, as any employer with any team member, you also hire based on, uh, we did not do this with you. We based on just pure availability uh, <laughs> with you. You're a warm body and you uh, did really well, but you've been promoted within the ranks because of your talent. And so uh, how you adapt to certain situations and then you start to say, hey, I could have other people help me do copies or answer the phone or, you know, what am I best equipped to do within this organization? And so we saw that and started elevating you based on that. And much like any other team member, the other half of you in that scenario, she's not that other half now she's progressed and doing well and um hopefully she is a lifer and uh if not we'll chain her to her desk and never let her leave but so i i think that's the other thing to consider your intentions were never defined with what art hell I, my defense my uh, <laughs> my intentions are still uh you know changing daily. So I think loose kind of what, what are intentions on both sides? Where will this progress to be? Where do we stop? What are some boundaries? And, and that's all things to consider before you even hire your spouse. And so I think those are the, the key takeaways from this one is, you know, just those real four, four big points, right. That we talked about. Yeah. So what, what need are you trying to fill? What options are available other than your spouse to fill that position? What are their, what is your spouse's unique qualities or talents or interests that makes them a good candidate for that role? And then what are their desired contributions? And then let's leave uh, the listeners this episode. Let's wrap up with something that we discussed recently. Um, if you had to say, what would you say is a, a superpower of yours? I nailed this too. Uh, <laughs> it was so good. We can't not yeah. share. My superpower right now in life is delegation. And so <laughs> if, if you're listening to this and you are attached to me, you're just shaking your head and um, probably saying some not so nice things under your breath because I am the king of delegation right now. And uh, kind of like Teflon, like it doesn't stick to me. Like, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, 
it's going to go over to somebody else. And, and the reason why is because I am very fortunate to have surrounded myself with people that are much, much better in all aspects of life than I, I could. And so if that task, if that ball gets passed to me, I'm going to drop it in like two steps. And so it's hot potato for me. It's like, get it off my plate and get it over to somebody else who can go score the touchdown with it and make sure it's, it's done. So I feel that so much, uh, in my life from you for sure. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, improve your de delegation skills. Like that's all I would suggest. If, if you want to join my, uh, my masterclass on that, I'll send you the link. Uh, <laughs> that's why I need training. Delegation. I need training. Yeah. So what about you? What, what's your superpower of, of this chapter in life? I would say definitely consistency. Um, that has so many positives, but I will share the negatives. And so that means that I will put my head down and grind through things I don't want to do, shouldn't be doing, don't like doing um, for way too long rather than finding a new solution or a better way. Yeah. Well, good stuff. No, you're very consistent. That's your consistency helps make me stronger. So I appreciate that superpower in you <laughs> and uh, it'll get us to where we're going. So, yeah. all right. Well, that was fun. Uh, so next the part two of this, why don't you let people in on that? Yeah. Part two, we're still looking at things to consider before hiring your spouse to make sure that you're making a great decision. All right. Well, we'll see you in a bit. All right.